I'm Groot. Uh-huh. I'm Groot. No! That's a really bad sign. Hello, nation. How are you? I'm your native son. Welcome to the program. It's the Joel Mahalik Show. Uh, glad you can be here uh, at joelmahalik.com. With me tonight for the ride, say hello to the lovely Sharon. Hi. Hi, how are you? Oh, how my are goodness, you? applause and everything. <laughs> Yay. That's, that's right. <laughs> the crowd loves you. What can I say? Hey, I love me too. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. Well, thank you for having me back. I wasn't sure we were going to get you back, but we got you back, and here you are. Here I am. As lovely as ever. As lovely as ever. <laughs> so, uh, as far as the program goes, uh, getting business out of the way, yes, joelmahalik.com, that's the website. Hopefully you stop by. You're probably there listening right now. And while you're at it, if you like the show, like us and share it on Facebook, and stop over the subscribe page and subscribe to your favorite player. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Blueberry, CastBox, Spreaker, and the list just keeps on going. So, so welcome. Lots of stuff on the show tonight. We're probably not going to get to it all, but that just means it's going to be a jam-packed show. I want to start off, if I can, with a couple uh, crappy pieces. Okay. <laughs> Pun fully intended. So... <laughs> <laughs> So here, all right, so, so here's the thing. This week at work, there's uh, th- this device showed up in the bathroom. Do I want to know? Should you continue? Yeah, you're gonna, you, you, you'll like this. Okay, uh, all, all right. Although in the end, I don't think it's anyway. So so this, <laughs> so, so this device, this little device, shows up in in the restroom at work, and it's uh, it sits on a sink. It's plugged into the wall, and um, we couldn't figure out. Uh, what it was. I mean, it just showed up like mid-morning. And we haven't figured out who... Maybe aliens maybe, put it there. Maybe, because that, that's a big mystery, too. Like, who put it there? So we were like, it looks like a Bluetooth speaker. So it, it's like, okay, so somebody is, what, doing their hair in the morning and listening to music? I don't know. And then there was an assumption that maybe it's an air freshener. And then later that day, it was powered on. It's a listening device. It's a noisemaker. What? It, it's a noisemaker. It makes two... It, so it makes, you don't have to sit in a quiet toilet? That's not what I'm thinking. It makes two noises. It, uh, the, if, you, if you hit the switch to the left, it makes an extremely loud sound of like a bathroom fan. Okay. And if you switch it over to the right, it's white noise, like static, television static. Oh, I know why. I, I can figure out why, too. Somebody has a problem with some of the sounds, I guess, that come out of the restroom. Or somebody's having such secretive conversations that they're trying to record, and in order for no one else to hear it, wait, what I'm saying doesn't even make sense to me. Well, I, wait, but you know how, like, you would make noise when you're trying to have a conversation with someone? And in order to Not avoid really. being overheard by someone else, you make a maybe a we loud should talk noise. about that since you like you need to make noises during a conversation, just so other people <laughs> can hear what you're saying in a quiet room. Well, my my assumption of this device in there is that somebody has a problem with hearing things like flatulence, maybe when someone's going oh, potty. Oh, where's the toilet? <laughs> Whose office is near the toilet? Well, it's... You the, can't it say sits, the name. It sits I between know, several but... people. 
So, and, 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 and every, we just can't figure is out. Is it near your office? Oh, it's, um, my office is around it. There's several offices around this restroom. Oh, I know which restroom you're talking about. So, uh, I, <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, uh, what? it's like somebody, it's somebody has a silent opinion about other people's habits. Flatulent I, noises. Well, my thought process is, <laughs> my thought process is on this is, what I think I should do is, um, I have several Bluetooth speakers. I can maybe hide one in the bathroom, right? And then I can, on my phone, download, you know, <gasps> some different sound effects. Oh, that would be too funny. And then when I go in to go potty, for example, I can turn on a sound of like, a, the sound of a man screaming and writhing in pain, you know? Yeah, about, while and, they're going to the bathroom. Yeah. Oh! God, that would be too funny. And then when someone else was in there, you hit that. Oh, my God, that that would be too funny. Well, imagine the possibilities, uh, uh, the fun. Of of course, this is never going to happen because that's not appropriate in today's society. But imagine the fun you can have with all different types of sounds. (laughs) So, yeah. Wow, that is too funny. That's the, that, that is the device that's, that <laughs> somehow showed up in the restroom. So, now, is it a unisex restroom? Yes. Okay. So, wow. now, I mean, what other possible reasons could there to be to put a noisemaker like that into a, into a common restroom? That doesn't, why would you put any kind of a device like that into a restroom? Right, well, you know. Unless, I don't know, I just... Wow, that just blows my mind. Yeah. Well, it <laughs> that was... really does. I'm like, I want that device for a bathroom <laughs> I know of. <laughs> anyway, so right? the other crappy thing I wanted to talk about is uh, this new study uh, that came out. This, this is really crappy. Uh, hand dryers suck in fecal bacteria and then blow it all over your hands, ac- according to a study. I, I need additional light. This is, okay. So here's the basis of it. Uh, we know, this is from the story from USA Today. We know that fecal bacteria shoots into the air when a lidless toilet flushes. Did you even know that? If you don't close the top lid before you flush, apparently the, se- the fecal matter just blows into the air. Splashes everywhere. Splashes into the air. Ew. Yeah. And you're standing over the toilet, <laughs> and that stuff is going everywhere, like I, in your mouth and your nose. Okay. All right. I wasn't going to go that far, but anyway. <laughs> anyway. Oh, so, my goodness. Okay. Let's uh, – subject and, change. And, no, I can't. I'm not changing the subject. <laughs> We're staying on I just meant from the way I was taking that subject. <laughs> but when that bacteria <laughs> shoots in the air, it's a phenomenon known as, grossly as toilet plume. Ew. <laughs> There's a term for it. <laughs> Folks. The, the, There's a term for it and everything. Oh, my the, goodness. This is right out of the news, people. I'm not making this up. <laughs> uh, but in bathrooms where such plumes gush regularly, where does all that fecal bacteria go? Uh, into the hand dryer and onto your hands, perhaps. That's the new. That's what a new study suggests. Researchers examined plates. Exposed to just 30 seconds of hand dryer compared to those left in, you know, just plain feces-filled air. Ew. <laughs> um, now, I wonder, is that why some companies put hand sanitizer at the door? Possibly. Possibly. Think about it. Because um, they knew this secret all along. <laughs> For this study, a Connecticut-based team looked at 36 bathrooms at at a facility of the University of Connecticut School of Medicine. Uh, Newsweek magazine notes, where one lab produces large amounts of spores of PS533, which is a specific but harmless strain of bacteria, colonies of that strain made up 2-5% to of the bacteria found in the air-blasted plates, regardless of how far the specific bathroom was from the lab where such spores were made. Uh, These results indicate that many kinds of bacteria, including potential pathogens and spores, can be deposited on hands exposed to bathroom hand dryers. Uh, 
and that spores could be dispersed throughout buildings and deposited on hands by hand dryers, according to the authors. <laughs> Regardless, as Newsweek reported, uh. the study the study author Peter Setlow prefers paper towels, which are now stocked in all 36 bathrooms used in the study. I'll be <laughs> honest with you. I've always preferred using paper towels than a hair not hair, maybe a hand dryer, for several reasons. One, I don't have that much time in my life to stand there right, under a blast of air trying to dry my hands. I prefer to do it myself. That's the first reason. The second reason is they're so loud. Yeah, yeah, especially... Why the, do they have to be so loud? And especially the newer ones, which are uh, not only loud, it's because there's so much more air being forced out to dry your hands quicker. But you have bathrooms that don't offer paper towels. I know. They're only hand dryers. And that's why you wear pants. And, well, No, I, I know. In you know... What's strange about that is a lot of fast food bathrooms are the ones that have no paper towels and only hand dryers. Think about that for a minute the next Ew. time we're at Burger King. Come on. <laughs> Ew. Maybe what we should do is <laughs> start, is so when we when we go to a fast food place, just have like one of our hand towels from here with us. We go to the bathroom, we'll clean our own hands and dry them. Okay. That's why I come out of the bathroom a lot of times. Why don't we just bring our own toilets with us? Oh, well, hey, you know. Can, can I bring the noisemaker too? <laughs> Yay! High five! High five! <laughs> but no, I mean, in all honesty, though, unless it's an emergency, I will not use a bathroom when I go out. I noticed that. I mean, I prefer to do my business at home. Oh, I get it. I get it. Believe me. You know, I don't want to have to go where someone else's butt was just there five seconds ago. Well, you're making very, <laughs> very compelling arguments as to why I should hold it. But, you know, sometimes you just can't. You know, absolutely. Sometimes you really can't. Right. However. However. Uh, coming up later on in the program, uh, you think last week's Wombat of the Week was uh, interesting. This week it gets really interesting, but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, um, it, Thanksgiving is yes, yes is this week. It flew upon us. Yes, which means a short work week, which is nice. Yay! And a long weekend, which is nice um, for but, you. Yay! Um, what I, I I wanted to mention, I I don't know. I checked and I can't find. Other places uh, where, where where this happens, maybe there's things like this that happen. But you know, we lived for nine years in Cape May. Yeah, nine years, eight eight or nine years. Yeah. And I wanted to bring up something, uh, you know, a, a nice Thanksgiving thing uh, that went on down there, and it's still going on. I looked into it to make sure it was still going on. Uh, but the Red Cross gets together with the uh, United States Coast Guard. In Cape May, uh, Coast Guard Cape May Group is the training facility for the Coast Guard. Right. And so what they do is they started this program back in 1981, and it's called Operation Fireside. And they ask families in the Cape May County area, and even a little bit beyond, uh, to uh, invite a recruit you know, for families to invite a recruit into and their home on Thanksgiving, uh, yeah, host them for Thanksgiving, host yeah. them for Christmas, or both if you can. Yeah. And that way, when these recruits are away from family in training, right. they can have that family uh, atmosphere. atmosphere. Right. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I, I just think it, it's a cool thing. Uh, I think it's a phenomenal thing. It's awesome. Yeah. So they've been doing it. I guess. Well, eighty-one. 17 or 18 years, I guess, it yeah, sounds like. And yeah. uh, it's a great program. We, I, I, I thought that, I think we were going to try it, but we had such large dinners ourselves. Um, and, but there are people almost up to, as far as Atlantic City, I think, that, that, that host them. And uh, they, almost everybody, every recruit gets hosted. So right. it, it, it's it's very successful to the point where they practically empty the base out of recruits and, for yeah, the holiday. And um, 
that is that's the spirit of giving during the holidays, and I think it's a fabulous thing. I wish, as far as we are away from Cape May, I wish there was a way that we could still do it. Yeah. You know, because now we find ourselves not having that huge Thanksgiving that we used to have. Right. And, you know, we could host a um, recruit. And what's nice about this story, too, is uh, um, many veterans of all branches of service are it makes up the largest contingent of participating families. Oh, definitely. And the, the the they look after their own. Right. And, Absolutely. And uh, a couple of them have been, you know, interviewed and over the years, and they uh, always have the same common uh, thread of why. I know what it was like when I was away from my family. You know, in the service. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. So, um, definitely. So definitely a very heartwarming heartwarming story uh, for Thanksgiving. And uh, it's it, you know it, if there are other programs out there, um, they're they're hard to find. Um, I, I I did a little bit of looking. Certainly, I didn't invest a whole lot of time into it. Uh, but and that might have been a little bit of tunnel vision because I was headed straight for this story to be able to have that human right. story, that good good feeling story for right. uh, the upcoming holiday. Uh, now we also have uh, time. Yeah, I think we have time. We also have another. Thanksgiving week thing that you need to know about. Yeah, this is very important. If you haven't seen from the USDA um, that uh, federal investigators are tracking turkey salmonella outbreaks before Thanksgiving, um, and what they're not doing is they're not mentioning brand names, and I think it's uh, it is because of the uh, how large the outbreak um, is. Um, key details about the outbreak, 164 people in 35 states have been sick. And uh, Genio actually was one of the brands, Genio Raw Turkey, right. uh, that came out earlier in the news. But what is prompting this whole thing is, you know, the, what they're trying to say is, listen, it, obviously it's going on. Uh, they're not trying to scare people away from, um, they're not trying to scare people away from eating turkey. Right. They just want to make sure that you're you're handling it safely, handling it cooking and it cooking properly. it. Yeah. Right. You know, don't have it in the bathrooms with a hand dryer apparently. Apparently. So. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> um the, the the they are saying consumers can protect themselves by cooking their turkey and other poultry projects projects, other poultry projects. <laughs> <laughs> other poultry products and meat thoroughly. Uh, the cooking process will kill salmonella. Right. So. And that is my biggest fear, cooking turkey, is making sure that I cook it long enough so that it's completely cooked. Well, I think you should cook it longer this weekend. This no. Week. <laughs> no. So anyway, <laughs> um they came out with these pop-up timers years and years and years and years yeah, ago, yeah. okay? Um, and I would like to know how reliable are those little pop-up timers. Uh, they don't go I know I all read the, the way story. into the meat. <laughs> um, so, well, you know, uh, you have a... We have a meat thermometer, right? We do, and okay. I do use that. Yeah, you just stick that I all the way down there and look for yeah, 160 plus. I don't like, depending on that little pop-up timer, I'm very old-fashioned when it comes to cooking. Um, and I would prefer to use a good old-fashioned meat thermometer. I know what temperature the meat has to be cooked to um, and the length of time that it takes to cook, you know, a turkey to ensure that it is completely uh cooked right so uh just to wrap this up folks uh the usda is saying this outbreak is a reminder that raw turkey products can have germs that spread around food preparation areas and can make you sick according to the agency in the meantime it's important that consumers know they can purchase and safely consume these products the u.s has the safest food supply in the world and the usda works every day to ensure it so just make sure you cook that turkey all the way and a side note 
If yes, your quickly. turkey is frozen, pull it out today. Put oh. it in the fridge. Pull yours out today. I am. Oh. Put it in the fridge so it has time to defrost safely. There you go. Gobble, there you gobble. Go. Gobble, gobble. All right. Be back with more right after this quick break. So, so I, I use, use my, my computer, computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Welcome back to the program. It's the Joel Mahalik Show. JoelMahalik.com. That's the website. Subscribe there as well to your favorite podcasting platform. iTunes, Google Play, all that other stuff. Uh, the blog is there and uh, so much more, plus the news page. And also at Facebook, I forgot to mention, at JM Talk. Um, so this, uh, this story we want to talk about uh, today, tonight, is very interesting and because I'm sure that this is, I, I'm sure this story has made it outside the region when it first happened. You remember that New Jersey couple? They uh, f- found this homeless man. Uh, you know, they kind of they kind of took to his you know story. They created a GoFundMe account. It was went viral. They were looking to raise ten thousand dollars for this man. It raised over four hundred thousand dollars. And then. It came out in the news that the money was gone, somebody spent it, the homeless man didn't get all the money, he went to the police, he was mad, you know, and right. and, and then that was like a, this, the next level, that was the next level of the story that touched everybody. They were like, right. oh, this poor man. Right. You know, how could somebody do that? Like, you, you do for them, and then you, you embezzle it, you screw them out of it. Now it comes out that all three of them set this whole scam up. Scam. Scam. Operative word. Operative word. Scam. Yes. Uh, Now, that just makes me sick. Because as human beings, you know, we like to help other people that are in need. Right. Okay. So people donated... All this money yep. to the GoFundMe account, okay, so that this homeless man can no longer be homeless. Right. And, ha- <coughs> and have a good start. And that's, Excuse me. And that is the one thing that... Excuse me. Uh, ...that bothered me was, you know, that this is going to give GoFundMe a bad name. You know, I've always... Uh, that's the first thing I thought of. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm, I'm, I always, always do it, and I always will. Um, but the first thing I thought of when I heard this story was it's in the future, GoFundMe is no longer going to be viewed as a site that helps people right it's going to be viewed as a site where people can scam you out of money right right that's exactly you know that that's sad now when the second part of the story broke gofundme did say you know that they apparently they insure you know the money that's collected so they were saying that he will eventually get you know the money but now now we have this whole whole thing going on. And, Where he's and, part of the scam. Right. And people, yeah, they will be less inclined 
to trust GoFundMe in the future. I always said before, and I mentioned several times on, on, on the air in the past about GoFundMe, I just... There's something weird about GoFundMe when you see people putting up GoFundMe's to help me buy a truck, help me go on a cruise. I mean, I, I, there were always these really weird things. And, and so when GoFundMe first sort of hit mainstream, uh, I really never looked at it legitimately because of those kinds of requests from people. Exactly. So. I mean, it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't started um, so that your next door neighbor can get the boat that he's always wanted. Right. It's it's meant to help someone who has a dire need. Right. For money for to to do something mm-hmm. like live, pay their rent, right. pay their utilities, have food. You know, if God forbid someone's house burnt down, the first thing I would think of is let's start a GoFundMe so that we can get funding for this family so they can go buy a new house, replace everything they've lost. Right. So here's some bullet points in the story in case you're listening to this going, wait a minute, what happened? Uh, so a New Jersey couple as well as a homeless man in the GoFundMe controversy, are all accused of making up the story, according to a source. Mark D'Amico, Kate McClure, and Johnny Bobbitt. That should have been a hint. That the homeless man's name is John Bobbitt. (gasps) Oh, my. So (laughs) all three conspired with one another to make up the story in order to raise over $400,000. Originally, though, they they were looking to make ten grand. The couple turned themselves into Burlington County prosecutors this past Wednesday. And it is not clear if Bob had turned himself in or if he was arrested. So, um, so yeah, I guess, you know, what comes around goes around. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, there's also, but it makes me wonder, was the, was Bob coming forward and complaining about not getting the money? Was that supposed to be part of the scam, which I can't imagine, or was it breaking down internally and he was pissed off? And, yeah, he, and, and, he, yeah. and he wanted money. Right. That's what I'm wondering. You know, and, and details and will you come know, out. I don't think we will ever know for sure. I think we will. Do you? I think through, as this case works through the system, I think that we'll find out. Yeah. And there's 14,000 other people who contributed to that that want to know exactly what Where happened. their money went. Yeah. Right. And so I want to go fund me if uh, in the same way that they are uh, that they are insured to give back um, money to somebody who is wronged in the GoFundMe. Does that mean that the people that contributed to this campaign will eventually get their money back? You know, I don't know how that works. Do yeah. they have to do they have to sue GoFundMe to get their money back or you know, do they have to sue the 3? You right. know, because it makes me wonder, how covered is GoFundMe? Are they covered for that or just for someone who's supposed to receive the money, not getting the money? Right. I, 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 I don't know. Um, I'm not that intimate with the with the story, although... Um, so, some other things here. So, the complaint was obtained, alleges that the three conspired with one another to make up a false story. Investigators say the three deliberately prevented donors for their GoFundMe campaign from gaining information, quote, that would affect their judgment about solicited contributions to that fundraising effort, end quote. Interesting. So they blocked information that, and still 14,000 people contributed without getting, without knowing uh, more details beyond the scope of the original story. Huh. Um, and this all happened back in 2017 so um the account led to appearances for bob and mcclure on national tv programs that was another thing this went so viral that just national television news programs picked it up they were running with it putting these people on television um and then later on bob had accused a couple of dipping into the funds and using them as their own personal piggy bank uh, to bankroll a lifestyle that they couldn't afford. And, of course, when the house was raided, we saw the cars that were being raided and confiscated and, and all the different things. Right. Um, a judge ordered sworn statements to determine what happened to the cash, which Bobbitt's attorney, Chris Fallon, uh, 
According to him, the couple denied any wrongdoing and accused Bobbitt of spending $25,000 in less than two weeks last year on drugs, as well as paying for overdue legal bills and sending money to family. Wow. (laughs) Now, I wonder if you start a GoFundMe account, if they will eventually make it so that you can only use the money for the purpose that the account was started in. Yeah, because in this account, too, the money was going right into the couple's account. Right. So that was strange. So it wasn't going into a trust. It wasn't going into an account in Bobbitt's name. So, and maybe they're the kind of things, now that, I'm, I'm, that we're talking about, maybe there are some of the things that the people who were contributing wanted to know more about. Right. You know, where the money was going, you know, who was holding it, how is it being managed for this homeless guy. Right. Um, so, but anyway, when they raided the house after Bobbitt's story, so Bobbitt's story prompted this whole uh, investigation and the house was raided. Things were confiscated, and then the point the the couple became a focus of a criminal investigation. That's probably right. um, how it all came out. I'm still filtering through as, as as we talk about it, just to see some of the bullet points. Um, so, yeah, I mean that's the bullet points that we're given is pretty much where they're leaving us. So there is more information that obviously has to come out. Well, about this, it is a developing story, it so de- we will have to. We should make a sound effect for that developing story. But no, we'll just have to keep our eye on the story and uh, see where it leads, exactly. and we will inform you in future shows. In future shows. In future shows. The boss has spoken. That's what we're going to do. Yes, I have. It's okay. about time you recognize. I didn't think we would get to this one, but <laughs> apparently we didn't talk enough about the GoFundMe. You know, uh, let me just add before we switch gears here um, that uh, I I would not mind at all hearing from people, you know, on the Facebook page, you know, uh, their thoughts on it. I mean, you know, and does it change? Does it change your mind about whether or not you're going to um, donate to a GoFundMe account? And. Let us know if you were one of those donators and how you feel about this. Donators? Donators. <laughs> Isn't that? That's proper, it, right? It's a word now. We're going to put it in the Joel Mahalik Dictionary. No, wait. That's not a word? Donator? <laughs> no, you want a donors. Donor. You're right. Oh, my goodness. Now all I can think about is donuts. <laughs> I want a donut now. That's oh, great. my goodness. <sighs> okay. No donuts for you. So let's talk about this. Uh, let's talk about this for a second. Uh, former, former. This is the important part. Former New Orleans EMS driver targets Trump supporters in a Facebook post, and uh, the post, the post. This better have the post in it. Didn't it have the post in it? Oh no. Oh no. Okay. Um. Do I have my pages all backwards? So, in the post, he says, quote, Y'all will die in my ambulance. What? Yeah, a scathing social media post of hate. Excuse me, now I'm clear in my throat. Written by a former emergency medical services driver in New Orleans is drawn sharp rebuke from New Orleans City Hall, obviously. Well, yeah. Uh, According to the medical director uh, of New Orleans, it's very upsetting. And um, she is very disturbed by it. The Facebook post centers on President Donald Trump, and the person writing it makes a threat that if anyone in his ambulance claims to be a Trump supporter, he will let them die. Wow. So uh, this... And he's a former EMS, correct? Former, yes. In fact, he's in another state altogether, as I understand it. Oh, yay. We need to find out what state he's in. (laughs) Uh, In the post, he says, I'm utterly disgusted with any Trump voter. You are the most un-American. You are filth. You are slime. Uh, So, you know, the the main, yeah, I mean, the the main thing is this is disgusting, and I I hope that he's brought to some sort of um, uh, charges. I mean, I, I guess in today's 
society, this should, at a minimum, be some sort of hate crime. Uh, or terroristic threat. Well, I don't know about terroristic threat, but you do... Why not? Be, You're you threatening... Do, you, you, do, you do threaten that you will uh, uh, let people die. And that goes against a lot of things including you know uh the medical oath <laughs> you know i mean you're if you're working in emergency services and your goal is not to pass judgment on somebody because right. of uh you know their likes and dislikes and then decide for yourself whether that person lives or dies um, exactly i mean but this is very representative and uh, again we're, we, we only teeter around politics but this is very representative of the hate that politics has uh, uh, bread, given birth to, wow, um, in you know in, in society, and so, um, but this person seems much more disturbed than just being an anti-Trump uh, person. Seems very disturbed. Uh, so I don't know if he needs help or if he needs right. You know, obviously he needs help. Obvi- I was just going to say, obviously he needs help. Yes. Um, like a white jacket kind of help, <laughs> you know, the straight kind. And so the uh, uh, New Orleans city attorney, Sonny LeBeouf, that is a New Orleans name if I ever heard one, right? Uh, says, we object to any individual saying that they are with EMS when they are not. And we have reached out to his former employee, to this former employee, to ask him to stop representing that his views are in any way associated with the New Orleans EMS. Uh, the city has reported the incident to the state board that oversees EMS operators and the federal authorities. They said they believe the former employee is now working in Rhode Island. What? How do you go from Louisiana to Rhode Island? Well. I, I presume in a car, but I'm just <laughs> well, saying. Bus, plane, planes, trains, automobiles. Right. <laughs> but where, I mean... All right, I'm just appalled at this person. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm appalled at the level of, uh, of hate, and and yeah, uh, we we don't have. I mean, we obviously we don't have the time now. We didn't plan for it, but you know, very soon in the future. I mean, I, I I'd like to make a nice large bullet point about that. Hate is just it's a terrible thing. And uh, th- think of it this way. Think of the amount of energy it takes to hate. Think, it, 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 it's like being angry. Look at all the energy you spend being angry. Exactly. Being angry at somebody. It's the same as ha- having to use more energy being uh, hateful towards somebody. I don't have that much energy to spare. <laughs> I don't. Well, from this Facebook post, it sounded like uh, he had plenty. Plenty, Plenty exactly. So, um, but they handed it off to federal authorities, which I think is is good. And I, I hope so, I hope something's done with that because you know we 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 see stories like this all over the place. Not exactly like this, but different stories about hate or stories about bullying and stuff like that. And you want to know that people are held responsible for these things, right? And uh, of course, I could take a whole nother tangent. I don't have time for either, as far as whether he needs mental help because, well, that, that, because that, that, that's well, another deteriorating wait, problem that's a given right but i mean you know not not the if but if if that's what he needs that's another deteriorating problem in this society is, is the level of help wow. given to people who have mental issues that need it so yeah. how you like those apples wow yeah so you got you have to remember people that when you post something on social media, Facebook, Twitter, you know, blogs, um, it, it's there. It, it, I, it's there uh, forever. Yeah, I um, there was a line in a movie that I just recently watched, and honestly, I can't remember the name of the movie. Um, but what you say on the internet is said in ink in other words you can't it's always going to be there forever and i just remembered the movie what is it the social network uh yeah when he because he when he was talking about eric albright yeah 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 it's it's 
whatever you put out there on the internet is done in ink. There you go. That's, which which means when we come back and we do Wombat of the Week, that was left in ink as well. And uh, <laughs> if you hang around, you're not going to believe this. And you out there, if you hang around, you're not going to believe this. Going to take a, a quick last break. And when we come back, Wombat of the Week, and we're honoring some heroes. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for being here. JoelMahalik.com, that is the website and the permanent address on the World Wide Web for the Joel Mahalik Show. And you can go there, you subscribe and read the news and uh, get the archives. Listen right there on the website. You can listen while you browse. Uh, also join me at Facebook at JM Talk. I'm also over there at Twitter at WQYB Radio. So that's the various things. Business out of the way. Got a couple other things to finish up with, including the Wombat of the Week. Now, as far as that goes, if you're new to the show, Wombat of the Week, it's stupid people doing stupid things. And we, we pull this stuff out of the news. It's not We don't make this stuff up. We pull it out of the news. And the thing is, you can help with that. You can join in on the fun by submitting your Wombat of the Week story to the show. Simply email the link to a news story of stupid people doing stupid things to wombat at joelmahalik.com or joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. You can also submit your stories, as I said in a message on the Facebook page, at JM Talk. So get me those stories. Help me help you be entertained. Uh, so that's how you get involved with Wombat of the Week. And we do get some submissions. Um, this one was uh, th- this one was mine. I we, This was not a submission. Um, but here's our stupid person doing stupid things. As the headline says, woman sues ex-boyfriend after his long penis stretched her vagina. So now I officially have to mark this explicit, I guess, for the snowflakes. But, uh, yes, a woman from Zimbabwe is suing her ex-boyfriend after his quote-unquote abnormally long penis allegedly overstretched her vagina. Uh, let's see. Uh, Celindyl Maginia, age 29, is planning to undergo reconstructive surgery for her lady parts after sex uh, with uh, Mugave Karima, age 37. I hope I'm getting their names right. I really do, because I wouldn't want to mis- mispronounce their names. After he stretched it. But she wants Karima to pay the whopping 150,000 rand uh, for the cost of the surgery. And she has reportedly taken him to court to make him comply. I looked that up. I think 150,000 Rand uh, works out to be somewhere around 9,000 US dollars. Uh, so, uh, Celindyl, jeez, <laughs> I should have done a phonetic before the show. I should have wrote down like a phonetic. Sorry, every time I look at the name, I don't mess it up. She's from Harar, Zimbabwe. Told the Zimbabwe Mail that her private parts were tight before she met her ex in 2016. She said she fell in love even though he was allegedly married at the time. However, she ended the relationship in May this year after Karima is alleged to have stretched her vagina. The woman's lawyers will reportedly ask the court to force Karima to pay for reconstructive surgery of the vagina in South Africa. And Karima is yet to respond to the allegations. And apparently didn't respond uh, to any comment for the story. But uh, I I guess my main takeaway, like the first thing 
I thought of when I when I read this story. The first thing that came to my mind is I I can't believe that there is a woman in the world that is complaining about a guy's uh, long penis. I find that to be uh, an odd thing for someone to complain about. Um, I don't know. And how do you? I I almost I almost would like to see something like this on court TV. I'd like to see how it plays out. How do you prove that how you were before? You know. To show how it is now, I, 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 I'm sort of speechless on this. I, you know, I, very few thoughts, but very poignant, th- poignant thoughts. How do you mount a defense for this? You know, jeez. Uh, so, I mean, I wish I had Karima's problems. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, it, it'll be interesting. If there's a way I can keep up with this particular story, it would be interesting to see if there's a way to get developments to see how the court case uh, goes. And another thing, I don't know, uh, from doing a very little bit of research, her problems could get worse, I would think. Like, I don't know what, I, I don't know what the... I guess I don't know what the uh, the problem is that she's having that is making her get the reconstructive surgery, but I would think that performing reconstructive surgery like that in that area could cause uh, long-term or permanent effects of um, nerve endings, which might be negative for her in the future, uh, as far as feeling down there, I don't know. From a little bit of research that I, I, I that I've done on uh, when things like that are done, is you definitely have those kinds of issues. Whether you're having something done as a male or a female, you know. So I don't know. But there's your wombat of the week. I don't know which one of these two is the wombat. <laughs> I I don't know, but. Uh, Stupid people doing stupid things. In this case, maybe just silly people doing silly things. I I don't know. I I mean, you know, I I I wish that Karima did make some statements. I mean, I'd like to see what he's thinking about. You know, uh, being sued for having a a big penis. I don't know. Wow. I guess that's something that your everyday uh, male would not even fathom would be an issue. Waking up one morning and finding out you're being sued. You know. Or over your the size of your Johnson, I don't know, but anyway. So there it is. So uh, remember, you can send in your stories and help a brother out uh, with getting this to the masses. Um, submissions are coming in all the time, though. Uh, unfortunately, uh, not every submission will get to the table because I mean, unless we have like two doozies in one week, we'll do it. But I have to sift through the stories and figure out which one is the best to make the air. And I think once we had two that it was just like, I can't even wait another week to introduce the other one. They had to go together on the program. So there's that. Um, okay. So, uh, you know, usually I, I shoot the show. It, it's totally unscripted. Okay. It's unscripted, but I do the, the, the objects I'm talking about, as you can tell, I have handy with me. And uh, so the Honor Thy Heroes, which is another project we do weekly on a show where we honor first responders, police, fire, dispatchers, EMS, um, you know, uh, for great things that they're doing. And, you know, sometimes the unfortunate thing about that is it's hard to find those kinds of stories buried in a sea of news media that uh, really breaks down the police and breaks down, you know, uh, it just... I mean, the news functions off of negativity. And so uh, it, it's very difficult to find that story. So this week is, I don't even have something with me. Uh, so it, it it makes my job this week with Honor Thy Heroes a little more difficult because I just don't feel prepared, uh, as prepared as I'd like to be. Uh, but this week I, th- I thought it would just be really... Uh, uh, a great thing, especially going into Thanksgiving, a week where we should be thankful. We should be thankful every day. 
but to honor all the firefighters and first responders involved in the California wildfires. I mean, that's so that's where my attention is being directed this week for Honor Thy Heroes. I mean, let's take a look at some of the uh, facts about the California wildfires. Now, there's two main wildfires going on, the Camp Fire and the Woolsey Fire. So some facts about the campfire to give you a little taste of what these first responders are dealing with. Okay, the campfire is in Butte County. 149,000 acres burned so far. Think about that. 149,000 acres. 55% of it is contained. That's a long road to go. Uh, As of the count two days ago, 76 fatalities confirmed. 1,276 people Still accounted for 12,900, I'm sorry, 12,794 structures destroyed. This includes homes. And you may have saw on the news a lot of uh, celebrities have lost their homes as well. The Woolsey Fire, which is in Los Angeles County and Ventura County, burned so far 98,362 acres. This one is 82% contained. There have been three confirmed fatalities. 713 structures destroyed, 57,000 people currently in danger of this wildfire. So there's some quick facts uh, about uh, the devastation that's going on. And the smoke is so bad that in other areas of California, they are now buying face masks, the, the smoke has become a secondary problem in in other parts of the state. So uh, think about what these first responders are going through. Um, I've read several stories this week, uh, accounts from people about the fire, and I can't, I can't imagine, if not for the stories, I could not imagine what these people are going through when you when you read or you hear someone's story describing the events of when they first realized and or have seen the imminent danger in front of them and the decisions that they have to make for them and their families and you know we have we actually have a connection to this here at the network, one of our one of our largest, uh, most downloaded shows with guest Craig Shoemaker, comedian Craig Shoemaker, um, him and his family were affected by this, and they were evacuated. I do believe um, he said that they are home now uh, and dealing with the effects, you know, the after effects. I read another interesting story about how some people, especially the more well-off, are hiring private firefighters that's actually funded through their insurance companies that come out and their job is to protect that the home. And uh, so one of the things, if you haven't seen it, you may see start moving more to the front of the news is that this has sparked a debate as to whether that's even fair or not, that you can buy insurance where a private firefighting firm I didn't even know there was such a thing. I'm a, I'm, I am a previous volunteer firefighter. I did not know that there were private firefighting firms that will come out and their job is to ensure that the fire doesn't reach your land, your property. I'm very interested. But for this week uh, on the program, for this week we are honoring... All the first responders, because it's not just firefighters, right? The bulk of it is firefighters. But there are a lot more people involved. There are police departments involved. There are EMS involved. And there's probably a lot of other organizations. United Way, the Red Cross, there's probably a lot of organizations that are involved in this devastation going on in California. And so... Just to wrap it all up in a blanket, wrap them all up in the proverbial blanket of honor thy heroes. We honor all of them this week. Uh, I see that there is some rain. 
headed for Northern California. It's interesting because I had said to somebody earlier this week that, you know, we are getting pummeled with moisture here in the Mid-Atlantic. And I and I said if there was a way I could offer that to California, I would certainly let them have all of this moisture. And then now that the news reports that they may get some rain in the very near future in Northern California, they backed that news story up with a statement that says, but it may hinder rescue efforts. I mean, I, I think you have to take a little bit of the good with a little, a little bit of the bad with the good. They need rain. Some of the video images coming out of there are, are, are crazy disturbing. People on the freeway just trying to get to and from, and the fire is right up to the edge of the freeway. And I saw a video of a helicopter dropping water down and splashed you know, all over the fire, cars moving along the freeway, that close, right to the edge of the freeway. Probably only stopping because it was concrete. Traumatic video and traumatic pictures uh, from out there. But tonight, I honor those heroes that are working uh, feverishly to contain these fires and and you sort of hope that it, uh, they get whatever resources they need to get it done. Uh, it just seems that in the last couple of years it's almost been a constant thing in California. Just constantly hearing about wildfires. And I'm not sure I'm not sure. I mean, in the in the past six months, I I know two people who moved out there. One of them I talked to the other day. They are I think a hundred miles or so from it. The other person I know that moved out there I have not heard from. And what concerns me about this is, is uh, one of the town that they moved to was completely evacuated a couple of weeks ago. Um. So that's got to be devastating to move out there. And in the first few months, you're dealing with something like that. But anyway, so that's our Honor Thy Heroes. Um, And uh, if you have any feel-good stories about first responders, please, by all means, send them to me through Facebook, emails on the website. Uh, Love to have them. It's very hard to find those stories, unfortunately. And it should not be that way. It should not be that way. But be that as it may, that that's the way it, it, it happens. You know, there's just more bad uh, that overshadows the good. And that's not just in this scenario. This is almost in any scenario. But So there you have it. Uh, the show releases every Sunday on joelmahalik.com. And uh, there are ways to subscribe. We continue to build uh, where you can listen to the show. So if you like it, I would appreciate it if you share the podcast with your friends. Uh, we love suggestions. If you something you want to hear, uh, any type of story that you think garners a little bit of discussion on the program, send it in. We will take everything and anything you got. Uh, so you can email us, uh, joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. Certainly subscribe to the website at joelmahalik.com and watch out every Sunday for the latest episode. Now, uh, Thanksgiving is uh, four days away. Sunday? So today's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, four days away. So if you're traveling, please be very, very safe. If you're not traveling, enjoy your Thanksgiving. And be sure to be thankful for a lot of things. I'm very thankful for my audience. Thank you very much. Enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. Um... And we will see you a week from tonight. Have a good week, everybody. Good night.